Take it off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. And a good Monday afternoon to you. And yes, it is time for the McFarland Show here on WNSR. Darren and Justin here with you on this Monday afternoon. We're live at the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Hope yes, everybody sir. had a great weekend. Yes, fantastic weekend. The nice weather here. Oh, not as nice as it's going to be. For this week. By Thursday, could hit 80 degrees. No, Wednesday. By Wednesday, could hit 80? Wednesday and Thursday both. Oh, I thought Thursday was going to be the hottest, the best shot. It is the best shot. Um, they're saying that Wednesday could be around 80 to 81. Well, Thursday is going wow. to be 83 to 84. Oof. In February, yes. Yeah. It's great and unsettling all at the same time. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> there is that. Devlin is alongside. He's a cousin. He's a Mick, just not a McFarland. But he'll be along for the ride for the next two hours as well, we got a lot of things to get into here in about 10 minutes. We'll catch up with Kevin Ingram, uh, the voice of Vanderbilt basketball. They're back at it again in their winning ways. What a thriller again mm. at Memorial Gym as Jerry Stackhouse and crew come away with their fifth consecutive victory with a buzzer beater over Auburn on Saturday night. Yeah. What? So much that we talked we talked about this game a lot yes. last week. And I said it would be an absolute travesty if that place wasn't at or near capacity. And it was a great crowd. Well, from everything I've heard, mm-hmm. it uh, I wasn't there. Uh, I had a function to go to, but it, it looked like and sounded like, and for people I've talked to, it was indeed a great crowd. I okay. know there were a lot of Auburn fans in there, but yeah. still, it was a great atmosphere. A lot of Auburn fans just live here in the area anyway. Yeah. And plus, people use the excuse to come on up here for, of course, enjoyed the city and some of the offerings here uh, in addition to watching their basketball team. But, you know, what strikes me about the Vanderbilt game, Darren, in particular, is early on in the year we talked about the fact that this team struggled to find somebody who could score at will, uh, could you know create their own shot. Then the last play of the game was not a team effort exactly. It was a, it was a little hero ball, and it worked out. He you was did. the hero. He yep. scored the layup, but for you know, for somebody who was like, "Well, I'm not sure if they can get their own shot," he did, and it worked to perfection and led to the victory. So that that really stuck out in my mind as I watched that happen. Crazy in this five game streak, some of the crazy finishes, oh yeah, and buzzer beaters mm-hmm. that they've had. Tennessee, remember that big win Wednesday night against yes. Alabama? The Down number goes one Bama. cigars. The they were favored by three. We're like, be careful. Vegas is begging you to take Alabama. Be careful. And sure enough, Tennessee pulled it out and yes. covered, and they followed that win up On with. On to the next one. Um, Big game again. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, basically, we're Kentucky, just like the first go-around, yeah. in control the entire game. Yeah. I really did think Tennessee was going to make the run. when they. they I think they cut the lead to nine at one point. I think it – did it even get to eight? It may have gotten to eight. I think it got to eight. 
And I thought, okay, they're really going to kind of – because yeah. it came out like a ball of fire in the second half. And, and I Kentucky thought, okay, couldn't hit their free throws they're going to make the this stretch. run. They're going to make this do and, – and then no. it just didn't happen. No. no. You know. So they get swept by Kentucky, which yeah. is going to be great for Kentucky's resume. Yeah. Because they're a team that's battling to get in, but that's going to help them a lot yeah. with a season sweep of Tennessee. It's just so disappointing for the Vols here. Um to not get one win over Kentucky and to have all that momentum and then just leave it leave it all on the court. I mean, it's just it's just no you're back at square one essentially. Even though they only dropped one spot in the latest college basketball top 25 poll, they went from 10 to 11 and we have a new number 1, the Houston Cougars now mm-hmm. at number 1 in the latest poll after Bama falls to Tennessee. And they've been number one earlier. We've had year. a lot of you know back and forth. So we'll talk to Vince Ferrara in the second hour. We'll head East Go to Knoxville, talk about the basketball team, what happened, what's next. By the mm. way, they still have a tough one coming up this week mm. at A&M. There's no guarantees that's no, a win. No. That's really tough. By the way, they, A&M sits second in the conference right now in the standings. Nice. So we'll get into that with Vince. Also, the baseball team is underway, yeah. and they did not have a great no. weekend. I get it. It's yeah. a long baseball season, but went one and two over the weekend. Yeah, they're just a little cold. They're shaking off. And they know. were – I know a lot of people were like, you lost to Grand Cayman? Really? Or Grand Canyon, sorry. Grand Canyon? Uh, Grand I went Cayman. to Grand I went to Grand Cayman, man. <laughs> it's easy to lose there because you're just thinking about the beach and the water. <laughs> But this was Grand Canyon. <laughs> Some fruity drinks. Yeah, you're like, oh, you lost and it Grand, all down here. Nothing Grand wrong Canyon. with Grand Canyon, but yeah. Grand Cayman, i got to be honest, it's a little bit nicer. Grand Canyon probably. A little bit nicer. But Grand Canyon was a, was a playoff team last year. They, yeah. I mean, they were a good team. Yeah. They were in the NCAA tournament. They're a good baseball team. So uh, Tennessee starts off 1-2. and two. Vanderbilt started off their season, as we know. In Arlington, Texas, yes, uh, where the Rangers play at Globe Life Park, they fell to TCU on Friday, and I'm like, okay. The next day, TCU beat Arkansas 18 to five. Woo! And I'm like, woo! Well, man, TCU must be good. Woo! Was Max Duggan on the team? No or kidding. <laughs> Is Sonny Dykes coaching them too? I mean, what what's going on with the Horn Frogs? Andy Andy Dalton down there. This I mean, is, what, what are they this doing? This is their year, isn't it? Jeez. So, but then they nice bounce back, getting wins over Oklahoma State and Texas. So Vanderbilt goes two and one over the weekend. They'll be at home, I think, two tomorrow and Wednesday, and then I think they host a weekend series. I think it's against UCLA. Okay. This weekend. So, okay. Yeah. 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 You were talking about why is UCLA coming out here? So yes. Even though it'll feel more like Los Angeles, perhaps by the time well, they get here. If it stays, I, yeah. I haven't looked into the weekend. Is this supposed no, to? No, it's not going to stay. I was just, I didn't, no, it's it's probably stay. not going to be long lived. No, 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 no. Just a little taste. So, well, when they get here, it'll feel great. <laughs> yes, it's not going to. It stay. just may not. Right, it may no. not feel great when they leave. Yeah. So we'll get into all that. Uh, Predators had two games over the weekend as well. Ooh. Boy, they came out like a house right. of fire on Saturday. Clearly, yeah. there was a little bit of a. Red butt with them, right? They yeah. were they were they were quite motivated. Should have saved some. Beat the snot out of Florida on yeah. Saturday afternoon, and then went to Minnesota yesterday afternoon, and um, yeah, couldn't watch it on television. There were some um, issues. I think the valley just wasn't. I think there were some issues. And Xfinity wasn't yeah. showing the game. There were technical difficulties. Yeah, something. They di- literally didn't show the game. Yeah. Uh, I know the Bally app was working, so if you had the app, you could watch it there. 
But, yeah, uh, was not on yesterday. But they score with under a minute to go. Yes. To tie it up. And you're like, okay, look, this is a team you're battling for that last spot. It's a division foe. This is mm-hmm. a huge game. Yeah. You don't really want a three-point game, but okay, at least yeah. you're guaranteed a point. Yeah, let's go to overtime here. And maybe you can get away with yeah, two. See what we can do. Yeah. And then Minnesota scored with, what, 30 sec- 29 seconds 20, to go? Yeah. Ryan Hartman, of all people, yeah. former Predator. Yeah. And they came away with nothing. Yeah. That's a problem. And in that game against Minnesota um, yesterday was really just a perfect – snapshot of their entire season it is areas or times of brilliance followed by great disappointment all of a sudden um and again suddenly is the key word it's because you never see it coming it's just suddenly it's bad um and it's tough to get anything going it's tough to believe anything that's happening even i'm to the point now darren where even if they win three games I'm not overly, you know, hyped up about them going on a string where they're going to win seven of eight or something because they really don't do that. They win three, then they lose two, then they win one, then lose three, then win four, then lose three. It's just consistently inconsistent all year long. This is who they've been. Yeah, now they have five games before the trade deadline and two and four since coming out of the break. I don't know. It, it looks, you know, we talked about this a lot heavily on Friday. We had an abbreviated show. We talked about it the entire time, got some phone calls on it, and I don't think anything changed from probably the conversation. It just looks more and more every day like they're probably going to be sellers. I would say David Poyle is going to be looking to move some pieces, I would think. It looks more and more like they're not going up. to the playoffs. And if they're not going to the playoffs, then then you have to decide, David Poyle, what are you doing? What are you doing with this roster? What what's happening here? How are you going to get them back? Um, you know what's happening long term with the, with the team? And only he and I'm sure he's been thinking about it now for for months. And I'm sure he already has a great idea about what he wants to yeah. do. It's just about the response here. So it's bad. Yeah. It's just just not good. It's just it's just so disappointing. Everybody was so hyped up for this year and for this to happen. And and here's the deal. You can't even chalk it up to injuries. Like you can't with the Titans. Oh, they were missing, you know, their front four. If, you know, if it's like, you know, oh, Forsberg was out most of the year. No. Sir, you know, Service was out most No, he's not. You know, oh, well, you know, the, the guys are playing. It's just not getting the results that you thought they were going to get. Yeah, I mean, they've had, you know, Forsberg's been out the last three or four games. But like you said, he's been he's been upright all yeah. season. Um, you've had – yeah, I think he missed a couple games earlier. I mean, he hasn't missed a bulk – it's not like the Derrick Henry – He hasn't missed 20 missed, games. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. you know. Uh, yeah. Carrier's been out. But, yeah, you're right. To your, Yossi, Soros. Yossi's been playing. McDonough, Niederreiter. I mean, the, their core – Johansson, yeah. Deshane, all yeah. those guys have been – You know Yossi's been out here? It's, yeah. it's nothing – it's not like, oh, they're missing all these yeah. pieces. And yeah. if all these pieces were just here, then we would see a much different team. No, all the pieces have been here. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. We'll catch up with Kevin Ingram, find out if Vanderbilt can keep this going. Wow, what a wild one again Saturday night as the Commodores come away with a buzzer beater and they defeat Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers. We'll talk to Kevin next year on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio.
Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-529-2856. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, sparkling wine, single barrel bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine & More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Every weekday afternoon, 2 to 4, live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio, it's the McFarlane Show. It's Darren. It's Justin. It's 50 years of Nashville Sports Radio coverage. A show that's genuine, it's real, it's fun, it's passionate. We welcome your phone calls, and we mean it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The McFarland Show, streaming live on the WNSR app and on WNSR.com. Well, they're back at it again, and I just keep on winning. I don't know if our next guest is doing something, if he's wearing the special shoes mm. again, or if he's doing eating the same stuff. 
Maybe he has to change his underwear. Like, I don't know. Let's find out, though. Back here on the McFarland Show, Kevin Ingram, voice of Vanderbilt basketball. Big win Saturday night at Memorial Gym. A little buzzer beater action over Auburn. And Vandy has now ripped off five wins in a row. Kev, what's up? Not a lot. How you guys doing? Uh, any did any of those apply? Haven't changed your underwear. I, well, lucky shoes. yeah, there, there may be there may be a little something uh, with the shoes. Okay. I, I kind of have a little fun with that. Um, let's see. The last couple home games, I, I wore the the black like Air Force Ones or the old school ladies Air Force Ones. And then the last couple road games, uh, I've worn these uh, white Air Maxes with sort of a uh, black and you know, tan trim or whatever you want to call it. But th- those were those were facing an, an elimination game going into Florida because they'd had some losses on their resume, and I was about ready to put them in the closet for the rest of the season. Then they came up with a big one at Florida, and then they went to South Carolina and won. So I mean, they're they're in good graces. They'll probably be uh, they'll probably get to make the trip to LSU on Wednesday. Mm, I I, nice. I suspect so. So what was the atmosphere like in Memorial Gym on Saturday evening? Because I said Thursday and Friday, Kevin, if it's not at or near capacity, I would be really disappointed. The way this team is playing, it's Bruce Pearl, it's Auburn, uh, it's down the stretch of the regular season. There's a lot on the line. It was a huge game, and I'm like, man, there's if there's ever a time for this, you know, the crowd to get back out there and try to create some magic – it's now. I said I would be disappointed if there's like thousands of empties. From everybody I've talked to, it sounds like it was a, a great atmosphere. You were there. What was it like? Yeah, it was a great atmosphere. It really was. And uh, I had been told on Thursday or Friday that it was going to be – they already had the most tickets sold or out that, uh, than I had all season. And uh, it was almost – except for maybe a row or two up on one end, I couldn't see very many empty, empty seats anywhere. It was a great crowd. It was a great atmosphere. There's quite a few Auburn people there. I think they were having a big alumni event in town over the weekend. So uh, you saw a lot of Auburn Orange in the building. But uh, the Commodore fans really brought it. The student section was great uh, and gave them a, a whole lot to cheer about there at the end with, with Ezra's drive and score. And he made a couple of big free throws. and. Uh, Auburn hit the big uh, three. Katie Johnson made that three to tie the game with uh, just a few seconds left. So, yeah, it was a great finish. And, and really, from start to finish, the crowd was really into it. It was a great atmosphere. And you would expect more of the same with these last two home games. Vanderbilt is going to play uh, Florida this Saturday and Mississippi State next Saturday. And uh, you hope those games continue to mean a whole lot. And it feels like they will. Uh, you're down to four games left in the regular season, two at home and two on the road. But, yeah, it was as cranked up in there as uh, I've seen it in a long time for that game against Auburn. And it was a lot of fun. Hmm. An alumni function in Nashville. That's weird. That's got to be a first. Huh. Well, good for them. Yeah, nobody does that, Uh-oh. do they? No. I mean, there are no alum. There's not weird. many alums from, like, other schools around Nashville. You just don't no. see it very often. I must have got a great deal or something, uh, you know, <laughs> one of the hotels or something. Um, what was going through your mind? Kind of take us through that final minute of that game. And all you said Ezra, Ezra with the, the nice put-in uh, to win the game with basically a second left. Kind of take us through the – the closing seconds of that game and what the call was like, what were you thinking? Uh, just take us through that moment. Yeah, there was uh, a couple changes of the lead and ties. I think there were about a dozen ties and 15 lead changes or something like that. I'd have to uh, get the box score out and look at it. But you had a couple big free throws by uh, Vanderbilt's Liam Robbins. He did a whole lot of his damage at the free throw line. And then Ezra Magnon uh, hit two big ones to make it a three-point lead. And you think, okay, get one more stop here and uh, keep Auburn from shooting a three. You got a great chance to, to get out of here with a win. And then uh, <laughs> Auburn had other ideas. Katie Johnson hit that big three. And then 
you know, Vanderbilt uh, brought the ball. They called a timeout, and then uh, you, you had to go the length of the floor, and Ezra brought it up, and then just you, you wasted enough time out near midcourt to where you're basically going to win or lose with the clock, and he drove all the way to the basket and really made a, a tough layup uh, with eight-tenths of a second left, and Auburn threw the ball in play, and Jordan Wright got a steal and then just heaved the ball up. His time ran out, and you thought the game was over, and everybody's starting to celebrate, and the players going to shake hands and everything, and the officials, of course, said not so fast, and uh, there's one last replay review to take a look at, and they determined that Auburn had committed a foul when uh, Jordan got the steal, and so Vanderbilt went to the free throw line, and uh, Jordan shot the free throw with eight-tenths of a second left. or I mean, it was less than that, I think, maybe three-tenths of a second or something at that point. Um, Auburn pulled off the rebound after the miss and fired it about 90 feet to the other end and almost went in. I, mm. I, it would have been interesting if that ball mm. had gone in, whether or not it would have counted. But either way, Vanderbilt uh, you know, came out there with a, just a gigantic win. And when, when, when you look at the, the bigger picture of the season, that's one that's really meaningful against a team that's a, you know, a quad one team. And uh, those, those wins mean a whole lot more than uh, – you know, certainly anything else he can do, unless it would have been on the road. It was it was Jalen Williams that actually grabbed that rebound through at the other end. I don't think that would have counted had it gone in, but uh, it, it was a it was a heck of a finish. That's two games in a row we've had a buzzer beater. Of course, you had the Tyron Lawrence three against Tennessee, and then Ezra's layup with uh, less than a second left against Auburn to get the win there. Yeah, I think eight tenths of a se- it was right eight tenths was that. Oh, yeah, you've got time is tipping right. You can't really no. You can grab catch and well, shoot. It, can yeah. you catch it, and shoot yeah. with eight tenths? Yes. Three-tenths of a second is the dividing line. Okay, um, okay. If, if, it's, if it's anything less than that, then you can only tip it in. But if three-tenths or more, you they say that you have time to catch and shoot, which okay. <laughs> is, is debatable to me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I, I wanted to ask you, that was the only meeting with Auburn this year. Now that you saw them up close and personal, Vanderbilt and Auburn are tied in the standings. And now Vanderbilt Vanderbilt has the tiebreaker now with that win on Saturday. Exactly, yeah, they're both eight and six. And uh, so, yeah, what if, if it came down to came down to those two teams for a spot as far as seeding goes? Vanderbilt would have the tiebreaker. So technically, Vanderbilt fifth and Auburn sixth, even though they're both tied at eight and six and got four more games to play. So, what did you think of Auburn as a whole? You saw them Saturday night. What what do you think of them moving forward? Whether it's SEC tournament. NCAA tournament, if they get it, like what? It, what were your impressions of them? I thought they were a good team. Um, I could see them getting in and, and winning a game or two. Um, I'm not sure how deep they could go in the tournament, but they, they certainly have a good team. And I think they're definitely an NCAA tournament team. They're good. They've had a nice season, and um, yeah, they had a little stretch where they didn't play very well, and then they blasted Missouri before they came to Vanderbilt. Really had a chance, to, of course, to win the game on Saturday, but they added Janai Broom, who had played at Moorhead State and was an awesome player in the OBC. I'd seen him play a few times uh, over at Belmont when they come to town, and uh, he was terrific in the Ohio Valley Conference, part of a, a tournament team with Moorhead State. Uh, Jalen Williams had a big game, too. Broom had 20 points and six rebounds, and Jalen Williams did a lot of his damage in the first half. They were able to get in close and score uh, with you know little one-handers in the paint or off the baseline. Those two are really good. Those are the only two guys in double figures for Auburn, but yeah, you know, like a lot of teams, they've added some good transfers. Wendell Green Jr. played at Eastern Kentucky. He's a really steady point guard. He had eight rebounds and five points in that game. And Zepp Jasper, he's not a guy who's going to score a whole lot, but he's a really good defender. And Alan Flanagan feels like he's been around there a while. If you have the last name Flanagan, you know you're probably playing for Auburn. And then Katie Johnson, he, he, and they bring him off the bench, and he can really give him a lift. Um, 
I don't know that they have tons of depth uh, on their bench. Donaldson's a pretty nice backup point guard. Cardwell's a you know good backup big, but and, and you saw Moore and Berman. They both made some contributions in that game on Saturday. But I, I think Auburn has some nice pieces. And again, I, I think they could get in the tournament and win a game or two. Um, you know, Bruce Pearl's done a good job there for whatever anybody wants to say about him. He, he always has that team in contention pretty much every year. And you look at who's won the most games in the SEC over the last five or six seasons. Auburn's right at the top of the list. Kevin, we talked to uh, Chris Stewart with Alabama last week, and uh, we talked to them about the the game, obviously, the last game Vanderbilt lost there to Alabama, which seems like uh, it was three years ago at this point. Um, he was very complimentary of, of Vanderbilt in that game. He says, you know, it was just that Alabama that night was playing out of its mind, and in his mind, that loss was nowhere close to – uh, the talent level that he felt like Vanderbilt had, and now we fast forward a few games later, and we're starting to see that play out. How far in the rear view now is that game? Yeah, it does feel like it was a long time ago. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, you're trying to block that one out, really, and pretend like it didn't happen. But in, in a way, it was almost a good thing that it did happen. Uh, Tyron Lawrence didn't play in that game, and Jerry Stackhouse—it was a coach's decision. He sat him out. He didn't really like kind of his uh, demeanor and practice uh, leading into that game. and He came back and played some of the best basketball he's played since he's been at Vanderbilt. And, mm. and Liam Robbins was coming back from injury and, and really did get rolling until the second half. And he had a collision between Liam and Jordan Wright that uh, sent them both to the bench for a while. And Jordan had to sit out a game with in the concussion protocol. And it was just one of those games where everything Vanderbilt did went wrong and everything Alabama did went right. They hit like 19 threes and it was just a total dunk fest uh, the rest of the time. And uh, Alabama just played great. They had gotten blown out by Oklahoma in the previous game uh, out of Norman in that SEC Big 12 challenge. So I, I think they were uh, raring to go, and they played one of their best games of the season. And it's been pretty remarkable when you look at what Alabama's done. They have three SEC wins. I'm not talking about playing you know, some mid-major that's ranked in the 300s. I mean, you're talking about playing SEC teams. They have three conference wins of over 40 points this season, mm. and that hasn't been done Jeez. in a long time. So. Uh, that, that team's been just remarkably good. They lost to Tennessee the other night. I, I really think, and there's no disrespect to Tennessee, but I, I think if they had played that game at Tuscaloosa, Alabama probably wins by double figures. It just, it just felt like though that playing that game in Knoxville, it just felt like it was Tennessee's time to win, and they, they really did a great job. Tennessee did of turning over Alabama and, and, and making it tough for them to score. Um, it, 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 I've said this all along, and I probably said this to you guys. I think if Tennessee and Alabama could swap a couple players, you probably have two teams that would be capable of going pretty deep in the NCAA tournament. They, they might do it anyway, but I think if Tennessee could get one of Alabama's shooters and Alabama could get one of Tennessee's big physical guys, uh, you'd really have a, a couple of outstanding teams. And Again, they're, they're good. They're both, um, they both had great seasons, and we'll see what they do in the postseason. I recall you saying earlier in the year, Kevin, that one of the problems with this particular Vanderbilt team or one of the issues they were facing – is the ability for players to get their own shot. And I thought of that as I watched the the last play of the game where the player created his own shot to get the win. Uh, it wasn't exactly a, a drawn-up play or an extra pass that got that done. Uh, he decided he was just going to go win this game. I mean, right here, right now. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, Justin, it's been interesting to kind of watch how that's developed over the course of the season. <laughs> uh, but... 
But you've seen Ezra Magnon and Liam Robbins really become a good combo working together. And a big part of that play where Ezra drove and scored and won the game against Auburn was, was Liam setting a screen. And he was joking with us, Liam was, after the game, that, yeah, I didn't really set a great screen on the big guy. I was supposed to do a little better job than that, but it worked out okay because Ezra was so fast he just got past the whole thing. Oh, he was good. Uh, you, you've seen – You've seen guys be able to create a little more. I think Tyron Lawrence is another guy who can do that. He can drive mm-hmm. in the pain. You've seen him kind of wheel around and hit a little fadeaway, and Jordan Wright can do some of that. So I feel like that's developed some for this team. But Ezra is the, you know, as far as driving and making things happen and getting in down low, and, and for a guy who's only about six feet tall, he can really get shots away against big guys. I mean, the, the fact that he got that shot off without it being swatted into the front row was remarkable in itself. He got it high up off the glass enough to where it was able to bank in. Uh, but, man, Liam and Ezra have just become such a fun combo to watch. They're scoring on these they, – they've added these little wrinkles and some sort of drive-and-dive type plays where Liam sets the screen and rolls and, and, and Ezra drives down the other side of the paint and then slides it to him for a bucket. So, yeah, those, those combinations are working out well. And he's got a lot of guys that just – game in and game out, it might be a different guy every game, but you, you've had people that have made big contributions uh, in these games that have led to wins. I know we're a few games left here, uh, Kevin, before we get to this point, but I'm just going to go ahead and ask the question, how big of a deal would just getting to the dance be for for the Commodores, for this program? Well, what what would it take, in your opinion, with, with four regular well, season another games? another way to go at it. Yeah, yeah four regular yeah. season games left and then the tournament here. What, what do you think, in your opinion, what do you think it's going to take for them to punch their ticket in the NCAA tournament? Well, and these are great questions. As far as what it would mean to the program, it'd mean everything for this program because they haven't been there under this coaching staff. And I think going into the year, everybody looked at it and said, okay, that's the next logical step. You went to the NIT last year. You got some mm-hmm. postseason. You won a couple games. Got within a win of going to New York. Now let's take the next step and get to the big dance. Um, you know, And I've started to track all those metrics and things a little more closely over the last couple of weeks as this win streak has developed. Uh, one thing Vanderbilt has going in its favor, it has, I believe, it's seven quad one and quad two wins, which really count a lot. And then you have you know, the NCAA net tool, which is one of the things that they use to, to measure how good these teams are. And Vanderbilt has moved up a few spots. They went from 91 to 88 with the win over Auburn. And you look at Joe Lenardi's latest bracket projections, and, and people can poo-poo Lenardi, but he, he has a good feel for how all this stuff ta- stacks up. And he had Vanderbilt mentioned among the teams that he was considering and putting in saying, you know, the first four out or the next four out. And then you have a few more teams that he feels like are starting to climb into contention. And he listed Vanderbilt in that today. And I felt like that was significant, too. But there's still a lot of work to be done. I think you almost need to run the table to feel good about where you stand going into the SEC tournament. If you could, I really feel like if this team could win the last four, go to the SEC tournament and do a little damage there, then you just see what happens on Selection Sunday because that would mean that they would finish 12-6 and six in the SEC, and then you add four more 19, wins. And 19 maybe what, wins. You, yeah, yeah, 19, and then you add, say, one more in the tournament that gives you 20 wins. It'd be hard, right, for an yeah, SEC team to be left out with that. I mean, that'd be no, hard. Yeah, yeah, that, no, that, no, yeah. That's a nice-looking resume, yeah. no matter who you are. You go 12-6 and six in the SEC, which it's a tough league. Is it as good as the Big 12? Probably not. It's, it's definitely better than the ACC. And, um, you know, you, you can debate league versus league, but the SEC is going to get a half dozen or so teams in this thing. Uh, it, it's, it's tough, though. 
you look at the games this week, you go to LSU and you play Florida, and, uh, you know, LSU's not having a good season, but any game on the road is going to be hard. Florida lost Colin Castleton, which is a Huge. gigantic loss for them. Huge. And, and then, really, the the one that you circle. It really makes, Kevin, that Florida game now a must win, right? I, I mean, absolutely. You're at absolutely. home, and, you you know, and he's not in there. It really is a must yeah. win. Right. So you got LSU in Florida this week, and then you got Kentucky on the road and Mississippi State at home to finish next week. And you, you feel like, too, playing Kentucky next week, that they're going to have a, a lot of motivation because they're one of those teams that needs to win a few more games to really feel good about where they are sounds funny to say that but they they will be and then mississippi state sort of in that same boat i mean they're, they're very much in the tournament picture too and probably right there where they need to probably win a, another couple games so yeah these, these games are, it's going to be a really interesting finish here especially if you can get these two this week and then go to next week and, and play in lexington on, on wednesday and mississippi state on saturday but first things first you, you got to got to win against LSU on Wednesday, but it, it's interesting. I mean, they, Vanderbilt has played its way into some really interesting conversations with just a five-game win streak over two and a half weeks. And, uh, you know, you, you go back and reference that Alabama game and think about how you felt. Uh, I know how I felt when I was trying to keep from, from sliding down the steps coated by ice and when we came back from Tuscaloosa. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then five games later, you're talking about postseason. It, it's just remarkable yeah. what this team's been able to do. That is, that is yeah. a great way of putting it. It is. It's remarkable. Because well, I I can remember our show after that oh, yeah. Alabama game, and mm-hmm. then to sit here and be having the, this conversation with you five games later is remarkable. It, it is. really is. Hey, appreciate the visit, Kevin. As always, enjoy Baton Rouge, and uh, we'll talk to you when you get back. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm going to complete the circuit of SEC uh, basketball places on Wednesday. That's the only place I haven't been for basketball. I've been there for football a couple times, and I've done baseball there, but. Uh, That'll be the last of the 14, so I'm looking forward to going. You probably won't Very see cool. Shaq, but, yeah, that's cool that you're getting to go there. <laughs> There's a statue there. There's a statue you can go see, though. <laughs> take a picture. You'll, you'll think the big Aristotle will be there for the game. <laughs> no Chris Jackson. No. No Stanley Roberts. No Shaq. Oh, man. Those dudes are so good, man. Vernell Singleton, you remember those? Oh, teams? are you kidding? I, yeah, I saw them up close and personal. They were ridiculous. <laughs> what was that? That one game was like 195. I was at uh, it. That, yep. I was at it. I've heard people say that was the best game they ever it, saw. That's Reed. me. It was the greatest game I ever, I've ever been in person and at. It was an unranked Kentucky team with a bunch of, you know, it's us. It was like eight guys. Yeah, us just running around out there against <laughs> it looked like an NBA team. And it was just remarkable. And Kentucky jumped out. I remember at one point it was like 42 to 19 and Rupp Arena's the roof was about to blow off and then they it took everything. If there was like another minute left in the game, they <laughs> they might have lost. Like they Because Chris Jackson Chris Jackson scored about 40 or oh, 45 yeah. points in that game yes. if I remember right. Yes. He was insane. Like they it it took everything for them to hold off LSU, but yeah, that was the most incredible game I ever saw live and in person. It was amazing. So mm-hmm. Kevin, really appreciate it, man. Have a great week. Anytime. See you guys. All right, Kevin Ingram. He'll be on the call Wednesday night, 6 o'clock tip down in Baton Rouge. And look, the way this team is playing, uh, that, this is another thing. We never thought we would say this out. Vanderbilt, this is mm-hmm. – there, there's there's no other thing to say than this is a win. Like, you you can't accept anything less than that, right? You, you can come up with no scenario where they don't come out of there with a win because that LSU team, just like South Carolina when they went down there and mopped them yeah. last week, this is a team you got to go down there and mop them. If you, you just do. If you want to yeah, continue this journey here, yeah. then yeah. Right. yeah you got to go get this W. Yeah. 
All right, we'll wide open the rest of the hour. 615-844-5600. Good stuff there from Kevin Ingram. More of the McFarland Show next. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everyone knows time is money, so don't wait weeks for the IRS to send out your tax refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt instead for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee, tax-refund advance loan. With up to $3,500, you could bring home the bacon and bring it home today. Money now instead of later? That's worth its weight in gold. Don't wait weeks for your refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company, details at jacksonhewitt.com. Jacob the Electrician is on the air saluting the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts shall never go unnoticed. This proud salute is brought to you by Jacob the Electrician, providing quality service and pride. Give Jacob the Electrician a call today at 615-582-3452. That's 615-582-3542. Jacob the Electrician, on the air saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan Forecast. Today's going to be mostly cloudy with scattered showers, high 66. Clouds and maybe a shower tonight, low 52. Tuesday is going to be mostly cloudy, slight chance for a shower, high 70. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. 
615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us on this gorgeous Monday here in Middle Tennessee. Darren and Justin here with you. You can watch us live every single day. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Vince Ferrar will join us in about 30 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. In the second hour, we'll talk about this Tennessee team, this basketball team that dropped one. In Lexington, yeah, the baseball team is underway. Vanderbilt baseball is underway as well. They went two and one. They'll be at home this week. It's going to feel like yeah. you know baseball weather here, yeah. which is great. Uh, but we welcome your phone calls. If you want to get into it, it was a great sports weekend. There was a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. By the way, before we get away from the Vols, interesting game later this week as they take on the, for the women's team, the number one team in the country. Uh, later this week so that'll be interesting as well even though most people think it's uh, a runaway train yeah i don't know if it'll be interesting okay well because, right. well <laughs> no because typically they're so good when you yeah. have that scare yeah right? it's like yeah. re it like resets them yeah. right and look their, so. their coach don sales you're like see yeah. i told you you've been sleepwalking yeah see that's their it's an opportunity for a coach to be like i ah, see you're getting too comfortable Hey, you guys just think you're just we're just gonna walk and beat everybody just by showing up. I've been telling you. No more victory Twinkies, ladies. There you go. <laughs> and then they're gonna come out like you know, with their hair on, on fire. fire. Yeah. I mean, that's just I, I hope that's not the case. I'm just sure. saying No, I got you. They're the best team in the country. They are. Yeah. Right? No, they are. I mean, far I know LSU's away. good. Sure. But when they played oh, it, not like the, no, LSU not played like they South are, Carolina, though. they were one and two. No. And what was the outcome again? It wasn't a buzzer, buzzer no, beater. No, it was double digit victory. Yeah. And they, you know, they even beat UConn, who's you know, very good. But they beat UConn. Yeah, they just, I mean, they're, just they're the best team in the land. Yeah. So it's anyway. You better bring it, or it can be a long night. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works <laughs> with really, really good teams. <laughs> I, it was fun going down memory lane. I was at that game. That. That LSU team, like to know that that team yes. did not get to the Final Four is yes. absurd. Yes, uh, Chris Jackson, <laughs> otherwise known as uh, Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, yes. uh, later in life. Um, so he was on that team, who was a spectacular guard in his day, uh, both in college and in the NBA. Um, so to see him at his peak, at his quickest, uh, is is was something special to see. Uh, that was late 80s, early 90s for those LSU teams. I think it was early 90s. Probably was, yeah, maybe it was 89, 90, yeah, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. It was Patino, right? The beginning days there of Rick Patino. There you go. And they were on probation, thanks to well, Eddie Sutton. Yeah, other things yeah. that happened before. Or FedEx. Just was o- it FedEx? Other things that happened A before. A package that, you know, Christmas yeah, meals. Yeah, just you know, whatever Stuff. Whatevs. <laughs> Uh, we that, were <laughs> we stuff were, that had happened. We uh, let's see. Johnny wanted to weigh in. I, we, we were talking in the first segment about the Predators' weekend, and Johnny tweeted at us and said the latest game-winning goal um, that Minnesota had on the Preds in regulation was not the obviously the the closest one. I guess eight point four seconds was one versus Columbus. He said he wanted to know the record for the latest game-winning goal the Preds ever gave up. That was a game that they won. Um, Okay. So, I don't know. I'd have to look into that. He also said, doesn't live in here in Nashville. We know Johnny listens every day in Vancouver, and we appreciate that. Thank you, Johnny. He said, but I can can read the fan base. Hines can't be retained if the Preds do indeed miss the playoffs. John Hines does not mean the same to the fan base that Barry Trotz did 
that helped Barry stay on as head coach. As well, as as well, Johnny, let, let's let's pump the brakes on comparison to Barry Trotz. You know, John Hines hasn't been here anywhere near as long as Barry Trotz had been. Is that what he's? He can't be getting at that. He just means medi- you know mediocrity is not going to be tolerated here. Well, it's not a it's not an apples to apples comparison. No, uh, and Johnny knows the history, so I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure he does. I'm sure he him. does. He knows everything since day Neither one. Neither am I, Johnny. Neither they, am I. They were an expansion team. Okay, so we, look, you know, especially with a patient GM, a patient market, a non traditional, brand new market, you're going to get a long leash, man. Yeah. And especially if you're going to do things the right way, like Barry Trotz did. Yeah. He embraced this market. He did. He came in here. He was in the community. Yep. He was visible. He was there. He's just a great guy. Okay. And so you get even a longer leash. So there were, I mean, did they, did they want to lose? Did Craig Leopold want to lose? No. No. But they didn't get the same rules as Vegas no, and Seattle. No, it was a very different okay. league back then. <laughs> it was a lot different. the expansion teams. And, uh, 1998 was not like, what was it, 2000 and... I don't remember. What was Vegas, 18? Yeah, right? 17, 18, 19, somewhere in there. 18, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, a little bit different rules. Yeah. You did not have the same advantages. So, uh, patience was at an all-time high. Yeah. John Hines is coming in, you know, he's coming in in, what, year 18, 19 of the franchise. You know, we're going on – they were going on two decades yeah. when he got here. So, look, you you know, we've been talking about this. Sure. Um, this is how professional sports works. John yeah. Hines is a great guy. There's no doubt about it. I, my time around him, I he is a, a great guy to deal with. He's a smart dude. He's a good hockey coach. But this is a results business. Yeah. Uh, and whether it's players, whether it's the coach or coaches, whether it's the general manager that's been there the entire time, you know, you've heard me say, because we've even had phone calls, and I said, look, I don't have any proof of this. I'm just reading the room like I've done the entire time since day one. I kind of know what the lay of the land looks like in reading the room. doesn't mean it's I'm breaking news here because I'm not. Mm -hmm. I don't have any inside information. Mm -hmm. I'm reading the room. If this team misses the playoffs, uh, there's no way that there's a lot of smart people over at 501 Broadway. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not going to trot back the same thing and be like, "Hey, no, trust us. This is I, this is going to be different. It's going to work this uh, time. You, you have not, you don't understand. This is the year it's going to work. They they're not going to insult the fans. Like they they read the room. They are also reading the room. Okay, yeah. they have they're reading the pulse of the fan base. And while it's not everybody, we understand. The, usually, the loud ones are, you know, uh, sure. Are, are usually the loud vocal minority, right? It does. It's not speaking for the entire fan base. Yeah. But in this case, there are a lot of people mad, and I get it. And what I said on Friday is what I will say today. Rather than be mad than not caring, right? You don't hear anything. They're just they've checked out. Yeah. You rather them be mad. Yeah. Then checked out because yeah. checked out. Have these. Woo, you in a bad place. Yeah. If that's going on, if they don't care anymore, woo, you got some fixing to do. Yeah. Right. They're just they're just hornet nest mad right now. Okay. So they're not going to insult the fan base. I'm just telling you, and been saying, okay, just look. We're not making any change. No, no real changes. But this is going to be different. You're gonna have to trust us on this. No, they're not mm, going to do that. Okay. This is professional sports. It's a business. They, everybody knows how this works. Yeah. So 
you know, I it's not this is not any groundbreaking going out on a huge limb. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, we will see change in this market. Yeah. We just will. That's how it works. Yeah. And and the fans can then decide whether it's I, good yeah, or what, not. What can I change yeah. they want to see that's and whether right. that's good and who should go and who should stay and and we can begin that whole process like we are doing now with the Titans uh and we'll do for the next, you know, few weeks here till we figure all that out. Um, but one thing's for sure, they are upset about what has happened. They had higher expectations than this, and when the expectations are not met, then changes have to be called for, and that's uh, that's kind of where we are here, and clearly, clearly, seven points back here in mid to late February, seven points back of the last playoff spot is not what a lot of fans thought a healthy Nashville Predator team was going to be coming into the season. Which is why, you know, the Boo Birds are out, the disappointment is up, and the seats might be empty uh, coming up here over a few games. And they have really haven't been. I mean, that, that's the amazing thing. That they're still showing up. They may be mad as all get out, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, they're. St- I mean, they're not selling. They're not having the hard sellout streak that they had for a long, long time. I'm saying it's not like the building is empty. Uh-huh. I, I'm curious who's coming to Preds games these days. It have the tourist really impacted well, Preds games sure. in a big way where, you know, I just wondered the percentage Are of Are there people. visiting fans in there? Sure. Well, sure, of course. sure, sure, sure. But I'm just wondering, the percentage of fans that are in Bridgestone Arena, not on a weekend, I know the weekends are different, but on a random Tuesday or Wednesday night game, what's the percentage of fans that are in the building that are Predators fans versus fans of other teams or just tourists who thought – this is a cool part of the Nashville experience. We go to the Country Music Hall of Fame, we eat some hot chicken, and we go to the Preds game, Fang Fingers. Like, you know, like I just wonder about how the percentage breaks down. I'm really curious about that, and I don't know the answer. Yeah. Well, I don't know the answer. It just depends on the fan base. I mean, some fan bases bring in a lot more than, than others. But, look, they're there. I mean, I, I went to the Vegas game recently. I couldn't believe how many Vegas fans were in there. I was like, really? Mm. I get it. Mm. They've had a whole lot of success in a short amount of yeah, time. So early on, yeah. that usually resonates with the fan base, right? They yeah. they seem to be a little bit louder and a little bit more prominent. Well, they've Cup had a lot of success. That, and know. they're good this year again, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. right. So I mean I didn't expect it to be that much, but you know, it's there. I mean, there's no doubt that it's there. So I don't know the exact percentages, right? We'll come back, put a bow on the first hour of the McFarland show. We'll do that next. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report. Both absolutely free for calling today. 
Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. When you picked up your first girl in college or at the bar, what do you do for every girl you meet after that? You do the same thing. You're just like, this works. So Vrabel, he's like, well, we just have to keep trying to get back to this. So it, it makes sense to me. That's why every time you go up to a girl at the bar, you're just like, please, please, <laughs> please, please. It just worked that one time. Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> Welcome back to the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Give them a call at 615-844-5600. Looks like the Indianapolis Colts have found their new OC. Okay. And he is a name that people will recognize. Mm-hmm. People that are listening. Jim Bob mm-hmm. Cooter. Mercy. Jim Bob Cooter is expected to be the new OC. <laughs> you have to marinate in the air. Well, you Jim know. Bob Cooter, stop. I mean, pause. Just let it and know, continue. Resonate. Yeah. Jim <laughs> Bob Cooter, new OC for the there Colts. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, former no, Tennessee. No stranger. Assi- no, no. Former Tennessee assistant. Uh, former Detroit Lions uh, quarterback coach and I believe offensive coordinator at one point perhaps uh, was uh, very helpful in Matt Stafford's formative years uh, coming over from Georgia into Detroit and of course was a uh, longtime assistant here uh, or over there in Knoxville with the Vols mm-hmm. um, and you know and he's getting a shot here to get get back in the game. He got in a little bit of trouble. When he was with the Lions, yeah, and with the Vols, both and the uh, Vol- was he, it was the well one? the 2006 situation. I understand was uh, when he was with the Vols, uh, when okay. he was arrested on suspicion of drunk driving, 
And then the 2014 situation was with the Lions, but it happened in Knoxville, I believe, where he was uh, drunk and, um, according to the news reports, he was drunk and uh, ended up climbing into the window of and into the bed with a woman uh, that he didn't know. So the yeah. woman called the police, as yeah. she should. Yeah. And Mr. Cooter was arrested. Huh. And uh, I think he was drunk and disoriented. So, But he, he's now the new offensive coordinator for your Indianapolis Colts. Listen, let he without you know, sin, throw the first stone, all that. you know. So, you know, second chance, third chance, whatever. So Jim Baum was looking for something when he was with the Lions, huh? I, yes. Yeah. Okay. Can't do that, though. No. You can't no, go that's, strangers. That's illegal. Apartments. That is illegal. You can't do that. That is illegal. Especially when you haven't been invited. No, have not been invited. It's a bad idea. No, it's this always is not, a bad idea. not Romeo and Juliet. This is a, no, this <laughs> this can't. a free PSA. No, don't do, do not that. Don't do that. Climb through strangers' apartment not windows. Not going to work out for you. No. Not, not the good. way you think. No, it's, no, it's not. And right, we'll come back. Second hour. We'll... uh. Talk a little bit about the Titans. Also, do you might check out the XFL? We'll do that next. ABC News, I'm Andy Field. Air raid sirens could be heard as President Biden arrived on an unannounced visit to Ukraine today. took part in a military ceremony, met with President Zelensky, told Ukrainians that nearly a year after Russia invaded the nation, Vladimir Putin's war of conquest is failing. Young, talented Russians are fleeing by the tens of thousands, not wanting to come back to Russia. ABC's Ian Panel is in Kyiv. Today, Biden announcing more military aid. Russia also looking for military support. Secretary of State Blinken warning his Chinese counterpart to not supply lethal military aid to Moscow. And this morning, the Chinese hitting back, accusing the U.S. of pressing lies and saying it was America sending weapons, not China. The White House says it told the Russian government of its plans to visit Ukraine to avoid provocations. This is ABC News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. 
Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You can win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Alrighty then. Now the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour, McFarland Show, rolling along here on this Monday afternoon. About 10 minutes, we'll head to Knoxville. We'll bring in Vince Ferrar. We'll welcome your phone calls right now. If you want to jump in there and talk with us, 844-5600. That's 615-844-5600 is how you can get in touch with us. Great sports weekend. You can talk sure about was. whatever you want. Yeah. Had a little bit of everything this weekend. Anybody check out the XFL? I did. Absolutely. Me too. Watched quite a bit of it, though. Watched more than I intended to watch of the XFL. I thought I would check it out for a little bit. Then maybe I would lose interest and kind of go elsewhere. I actually stuck around with it for a little while. Um, but I absolutely love, you know, professional-grade football. So I will watch something like the XFL. Watch the USFL last year. Uh, and so the XFL intrigued me. I thought it was brilliant on their part to get on television right after the NFL season. Yeah. Don't wait. No, I no sprint. No, no, no. Forget all that. No. When is the NFL season ending? Yep. Okay, cool. We're opening up yep. the next week. By the way, did you notice the names? Oh, yeah. I'm like, Josh Gordon? Yes. What? Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley? A.J. McCarron. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, um... Paxton Lynch. Derek Keene. Yeah. Uh, was it Tamu? The Yes. He was one of the quarterbacks mm-hmm. I saw yesterday. or when I, Yeah, yesterday. I saw the D.C. game. They're playing in the soccer stadium there yes. in D.C. One of the owners is uh, is um, The Rock, which yes. he was there, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. He was at. Uh, they, he was at. They looked like they had games. a pretty good crowd. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it's a. It's like a twenty thousand seat. Sure. 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 Stadium, sure. But that's still, fine. That's fine. They looked like a pretty good crowd. Like they, they were into it. Don't have to be forty. Th- yeah. No. Have to be seventy thousand. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. No, twenty thousand is plenty. Yeah. Especially on TV, you can make twenty thousand people look like a hundred thousand. Well, real in easy. a smaller venue, yeah. Uh, and make it sound like a hundred thousand right. people, real easy. Right. Oh yeah. So well. We got some phone calls, but we can circle back around this. I, I, I am curious. I, I do have a couple thoughts on it, but we'll yeah. get to these calls. I know we've got Vince in about 10 minutes. Let's go to Nate to kick things off. Nate, what's up? What's up, guys? I got a question for Justin first. Okay. Before I get before I get into the football. Come on with it, man. Why do you, why do you always say um, you're – insert team outside of the Titans, even when you're talking about teams in the division. I'm not sure what you mean, Nate. Darren, do you know what? Wait, you're Indianapolis Colts. Oh. 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you because you were doing that during the top ten, and then um, you were just talking about the new OC for the Colts, and then you said your Indianapolis Colts, and I'm like, that that might be a little bit of a shot towards the Titans fans. Why is it? A- I don't. I don't look at it that way. But okay. I don't think I've ever caught that. Uh, you know, Devlin shaking his head like he gets it. So, okay. Yeah, maybe, I guess I've know, never paid attention. To I don't. That. I don't mean to take a shot. Yeah, Trust Justin. Me. Why? Why do you do that? Wasn't like I was taking a shot towards anybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Listen, it was just listen. Like a habit if I want to take a all- shot at people, I, I, I got ways to do that. I've you, got you, my hand on my chin. It I'm would like, be. Yeah, it Justin, would be loud and clear if I wanted to take a shot at somebody. Uh, so if I wanted to take a shot, Nate, it wouldn't be like that. <laughs> I was just, I was just curious because yeah, I've just heard that in the past few weeks huh. or so. But uh, I, I'll so, have to examine that. I'll listen to the replay. What what Nate just did is exposed me for not listening to you close enough. It's it's because yeah, <laughs> I didn't even catch it. Like your Indianapolis Colts, your you know your Nashville Predators. Your yeah, I don't yeah, say. I but no, he's not saying that. He's saying. When you reference another market, yeah, you're saying your, yeah, your, okay. So uh, I'm passing possession to someone else in that particular case, I guess. Did you say your Vegas Golden Knights? Did you say that? I don't think so. <laughs> that's a, that's a mouthful. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> I don't think anybody would want to be um, associated with your Washington Commanders right now, but. Uh, on to my USFL question. Did y'all know that they are having a college draft tomorrow night? I just saw that on a promoted tweet last week, and I, I was like, they're having a draft for the USFL? Yeah. Well, they're running, they're running ads for the USFL. Yeah. So here's, here's the deal with that, Nate, and I know a little bit about this just by you know studying up on these professional football leagues. And it's a good point and something that we don't talk about very often. And that is in the NFL draft, you know, coming up here in a few weeks, they're going to draft what? 200 players, 250 players, something like that in well, the NFL 30, draft. 32 times seven. Yeah, whatever, whatever that, that is. is. Okay, so they're going to, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood. But in reality, there are 7,300 college football players who could be, in theory, eligible, juniors and seniors eligible for the draft. 7,300. So 224. 200, there you go. So 224 players going to be drafted thereabouts. And in reality, there's you know just over 7,000 players available. So those players you know can are open and available for, for being signed, and a lot of them know they're not going to the NFL. So uh, if teams want to go ahead and put in their, their dibs on them, you know, now is the time. If you think that there's a guy out there who's not going to end up on a 53-man roster, and you want first dibs at his rights for your, uh, you know, XFL or USFL team, this is the way to lock him down. I mean, I get it. I, I was just kind of thrown for a loop when I saw that last week, but not much on the Preds today, guys. I don't want to keep talking in circles. So, oh, wow. y'all have a good one. Jeez. Wow. Okay. okay. See, there's that apathy. I was we just, just saying, talking that about. Was, there ooh, you go. That was kind of a. A kick and left the room. See, then you talking about taking a shot. Kick to the midsection. And like, <laughs> All right, and, I, and I'm out. Taking a shot. All right, Nate. Uh, let's go to Dr. Detroit. DD, what's up? Hey, God, I'm not even that ruthless. I mean, you know, I protect and respect my hometown teams, although I'm Dr. Detroit, but 
Yeah, that was a little brutal uh, X sound, right? Stage left. Anyway, hey, Darren, I want to apologize for the last time. I, no, forgive me. I, I don't listen to your show that much, not because I don't want to. I think the world of you, Captain, my captain. But uh, when you said, oh, Doc, I, I've been praising the way the Lions finished the season and all that. So I want to get that off my shoulder. Oh, and, uh, okay. I, uh, Forgive me. No, oh, I was look. I was convinced. I thought they were there was a real shot. They may oh, sneak yeah. in. Darren I mean, was that, all in, Doc. I was. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was amazing. Well, let me tell you, I'm. I'm very, very so proud of them. And um, you know, Dan Campbell. I never will forget his almost 18 minute long speech when he got you know inducted, not 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 rated into the coaching family of the Detroit Lions. I don't know what number that makes them, but. He said, every day from spring training on, when we're on the field, we fight for the city of Detroit, the fans of Detroit, from Toledo, Ohio, worldwide, we fight for every Detroit Lion fan every time we, we hit the field. So, uh, no, I'm very proud of him and the coach staff. Uh, but anyway, uh, getting on the XFL, I'm not – By, you know, hey, I, by I the way, D.D., hold on one ahead. second. Hold yeah, on one second. Sure, I, just, sure. I just thought about this. You right. you probably have heard me talk about this, and Justin, I, I think this year I was bringing it up. You, I'm sure. I, I, it's no secret. I'm a huge fan of Hard Knocks, right? I like yes, the inside stuff. Yes, you talk stuff. about it quite a bit. I wonder if oh. the, whoever the next team is for next season, that the in-season Hard Knocks, which I think is fantastic, mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to boycott if they name them because you know what I was just thinking of? Because I was thinking of Detroit. Detroit was not the in-season. They were – Training camp. Yeah, training camp. Because yeah. the last the only two in season ones they've done mm-hmm. is the first one they did was two years ago, Indianapolis Colts. How'd that work I out? I remember that. Oh, mm-hmm. they yeah. they fumbled and bumbled at the end of the mm-hmm. end of the year and Frank Reich, you know. Well, that was yeah. the be- beginning of the end yeah. of Frank Reich. This year, Arizona. Yeah. Fumbled, bumbled, yeah. Mm-hmm. fired their clean mm-hmm. their clean house. Mm. You know, there unless you're North Dodamas, I mean, I, you, you never can predict the outcome of what a team's going to give you, you know, every Sunday. But, um, yeah, that uh, that was two flops for sure. But XSFL, um, not quite sold on it as of yet. You know, to this day, bang for the buck, besides going to a Sounds game, the Nashville Cats was so much fun. Mm-hmm. I missed mm-hmm. that era. Oh, yeah. I missed that arena. Oh, my God. I mean, every time I went, I had a blast. And then when I worked for Plant Hollywood, heck, <laughs> we got free tickets every single time. I mean, we felt like we're walking on the red carpet anytime we wanted to go to the game because all access, everything. Uh, it was a privilege, but look, Plant Hollywood didn't last, what, two and a half years. But Is that anyway, all it lasted? That. Is that right? Two and a half years. Gentlemen, hey, out of 1,200 applications, Dr. Troy was honored to be chosen 188 out of 1,200 applications. And uh, it, it melted my heart. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, I ended up being a corporate trainer for them and went to Melbourne, Australia to open up an all-star cafe, went to Atlanta to open up an all-star cafe. The only planet I opened was uh, in St. Louis. But the all-star cafe in Atlanta, oh, my God. I, I'm Evander Holyfield, Hank Aaron, I mean, the legendary. Oh, yeah. You know, Braves and Falcons, it was just – it was a dream come true. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, but it was wasteful, uh, foolish spending, guys. They put us up at Ritz Carlton's. Uh, you know, I did have a family with two cubs, and call my keep my daughter's cubs. And uh, but uh, they let us have free long distance phone calls to 
keep in touch with our family, cab rides to work and back. But it was wasteful. They didn't have to put us up at the Ritz Carlton. I mean, it was nice, but right. you know that was Bruce Willis and Stallone. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. Was it Schwarzenegger? Was oh yeah, Schwarzenegger was yeah, a part yeah, of that group. All, the, all them, all them that. Oh, I never will forget uh, having to walk four blocks to work that morning because they had the stage set up for Bruce Willis and his band, and uh, uh, that was neat. Uh, but uh, that was a pain in the butt. Do you know how well, many people listening anyway, to this right of, now have no idea what we're talking about? Don't have a clue. Don't. Have don't a clue. There's yeah, a no, lot. No, 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 no. <laughs> what? There was there was this <laughs> restaurant slash museum slash nightclub has slash been here two decades <laughs> slash amusement park named uh, Planet Hollywood. <laughs> what you call it a stri- striking spare this time and day? <laughs> man, that was. A, I mean, you just took us down a memory yeah, lane, yeah. man. There was. There's a whole yeah. lot of people yeah. don't even know what we're talking about. Should have just called it slash because that's what it was. Started can be out. Sorry to be all talk, but I'll reel it back in before I end. Uh, then as we're closing, my chef goes, hey, I got you a job at NASCAR Cafe. I know you're a NASCAR wow. freak. You've taken – so uh, I went to NASCAR Cafe. Hey, and I, I just happened to buy his championship ring last year. Dale Jarrett, Ford, you know, Dr. Troy drives Detroit Pride. Uh, Ford's the only thing I'll drive. Dale Jarrett won with Robert Yates because, remember, I was a big Davey Allison fan and named my daughter Allison – that's a late great David Allison and Liz Allison, and we had our picture made together a long time. But ended up with the NASCAR Cafe, so goes in. I was telling this morning, I don't see how NASCAR calls the very first race of the season their Super Bowl. I just, I've been a NASCAR fan since the fairgrounds of the late 70s when I saw my man Kelly Yarbrough put the old field three laps down and won the National 420. But I don't see, I'll get off air, but. I don't see how they call the first race Daytona 500 because you don't even know what the car is going to do for you. It's the first race season. Guys, thanks for giving me some yep. time. And, uh, yeah, blast from the past. God bless. Yeah, Didi, uh, call us up tomorrow. We'll talk about Rio Bravo and the cooker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to his point very quickly, I know we got to get to break. NASCAR sees it as a point of difference for them. Yeah. They, that, that's what they keep telling us. It's a point of difference is what makes us unique. Everybody else saves their big events at the end of the year. We do our we do ours at the beginning. That's that's their marketing anyway. Yeah. I've, so. I've been to it twice. Okay. It's a spectacle. Yeah. And I watched last night. Mm-hmm. Um, a great finish. Great ending. And it did exactly what you expect at the Daytona 500. Yeah. It had all kinds of crashes. Yeah. And, they yeah, kept, predict- they kept predicting there's going to be another one, and yeah. there was another one. Yeah, and they're creates like, buzz. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll come back. We'll uh, head east. We'll bring in our man Vince Ferrar. We'll find out how the weekend was for the Vols. We'll do that next here on the McFarland Show. W- and now, Habit Inspected Property Solutions is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. This message is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Habit Inspected Property Solutions. For residential home inspections, radon and air quality testing, or mold and thermal imaging, give the pros a call today at 615-527-8113. That's 615-527-8113. Habit Inspected Property Solutions, proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. 
Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com. You can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville. Nashville's first curling venue is here. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hims.com slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com slash joy. That's 4hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petit fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks, where's the beef? You tell them, Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. It's a Bill King show. In Little League football, they play it off. You can't do it in college football, Bill. You got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love. I go into my garage every day and make sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Sports fans, in case you missed any part of the McFarland Show, log on to WNSR.com for all the McFarland Show replays and archives. Back here on the McFarland Show, Darren and Justin here live, Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio on this Monday afternoon. We told you we were going to head east. You know we do this on Mondays. Let's do so. Let's bring in our guy Vince Ferrara, 99.1 The Sports Animal. There in Knoxville, not a great Saturday in Lexington. <laughs> Vinny, how we doing? <laughs> Good. Yeah, there's an understatement to start things out, Mac. Yeah. If you would have said they would have been down 20 at half, I would have. Again, I probably should stop laughing at the Tennessee stuff. Um, I laughed at a color of the first go-around. Can Kentucky beat Tennessee? And I laughed. Um, I, was, I got burned on that, and, you know, 
I guess, again, trying to predict this Kentucky team. I've watched a lot of them this year. I can't predict them. I don't have a clue what they're doing from game to game. But this was one of those – when they show up, they're as good as anybody in the country. When they don't, they go to Georgia and lose to the Bulldogs. Well, that sounds familiar when uh, <laughs> you don't know what you're getting from game to game. Oh, oh, whoops. Okay, good segue. <laughs> So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, how shocked were you? I mean, what what did you make of this game where Kentucky, again, twice this year, they were the better team. They led from basically wire to wire and were in control the whole game. Maybe I'm kind of numb to it, but shocked, no. That, uh, that door has closed with, with this basketball team. Now, it, is it – did I think Tennessee would win? Yeah, I mean, I picked it. I thought it'd be a close game. I didn't think Tennessee was going to be, uh, you know, have a, a another great follow up after you know win over the number one team. I thought there'd be some sort of letdown. Plus, you know, Kentucky was able to have success the first time against Tennessee, and then you know Tennessee still wasn't going to have two of their starters, and just side Jordan James and Julian Phillips. So. That that was a concern for me that they could run away from Kentucky even if they uh, could uh, you know could win. But they knowing they had to knowing they had to rely on their defense in that game. Uh, you know it just you, this team is so hard to gauge from game to game, and um, it doesn't mean that they can't win in the postseason. I know a lot of fans are looking at it as this shows why they can't win in the postseason. But Tennessee teams that were hot going into the tournament didn't win in the postseason. Teams that have been erratic or or cold going into the postseason have won. Tennessee's just up and down. Who knows if they're able to get hot at the right time. It's crazy. I think I mentioned this to you guys before. Some skeptical Tennessee fans, when Tennessee was winning, they're like, well, it doesn't matter. It's about the postseason until Barnes wins. Then when they lose, everyone's like, well, this is why they're not going to win in the postseason. So now now the games have a little bit more meaning because they sting. So, uh, you know, it's just the team has issues getting easy points. And a lot of teams, like K- Kentucky got to the free throw line 35 times in that I was going to say, Vince, they, had ni- they made 19 more free throws than Tennessee. But here's where I wanted to go with that. But down the stretch, if you're watching the game, I felt like all of Kentucky's misses were in the, like the last eight to ten minutes of the game. I felt like they were begging Tennessee to hang around because they couldn't make their free throws. Yeah, that's true. But Tennessee didn't make any free throws. Yeah, I know. Right yeah, and there's that. <laughs> Four of fourteen. Yeah, from the free throw line. Here's a stat for you: in the last eight games. Uh, excuse me, the last six games, Tennessee is minus 23 in made free throws, 91 to 68. In those six games, they're two and four. In their last eight games, they're minus 74 in fast break points, 89 to 15. They're four and four in those games. That's a lot of points. And you're not losing by anywhere close to as many as the points in that in that differential. And everything is a grind. They don't get they don't get points at the free throw line. I don't think they get to the free throw line enough. 
But part of that is Zakai Ziegler with his size. A lot of times he can't get all the way to the rim or he's not able to finish with height uh, at the rim. And, and then they don't have enough penetrators. They don't have enough creators to where they can have multiple guys driving. Uh, James and Phillips are guys that could do that. They, they weren't available. So too much on the perimeter for them. And then when you don't make your free throws, which has been the case for a while, uh, that hurts you. And then they, we, we talked about it so much. Brick Barnes brought it up. Players brought it up. They're going to get out and play full court. They have the roster to do it, and they have it. They pass up on opportunities. They get all these turnovers from teams, and they don't run. They did it one time against Alabama where Tyree Key cut to the basket and they got a layup out of it. Other than that, everyone jogs up the court beyond the three-point line. Uh, Rick Barnes was asked about the differential of, uh, with fast break points going into the Kentucky game, and he said, well, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm worried about winning. Well, your rebounding matters, and you can get out-rebounded and win. So that's something you want to do better, right? So I, I think – I don't know the reason why, but this team does not get easy baskets. So what happens? Everything is a grind. They're to the end of the shot clock working on defense uh, as one of the better defensive teams in the country and covering so much ground and switching and getting out to shooters. And then on offense, with their motion offense, they're moving a lot without the basketball. And then a lot of times they're going to the end of the shot clock in constant motion. And so everything is a grind for them. And I think there are stretches, whether it's physical or mental, where this team doesn't have the juice. They can get it back at other stretches, but they don't have the juice. And there are they make mistakes because they're mentally worn down. They're not saying that. That's just my theory. And it, it makes a difference. So you get the up and down. But guess what? You're up and down in the postseason you end up home a lot quicker yeah. than what fans want. Down has you on a plane coming home. That's what Down does. Yep. They've lost four of their last six. It doesn't get any easier. I'm in College Station. Take on Texas A&M next. What, what is the level of concern here down the stretch before this team and the rest of the conference comes to town for the tournament? I mean, what, what is the panic level right now in your market? The, the biggest thing, there, there's panic. There's no doubt they they uh, plummeted to number 11 in the rankings, by the way, because there's plenty of other teams that are flawed that are losing in college basketball, but we're not worried about that. Um, so, it, 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 yeah, there's, there's plenty of people that don't believe in this basketball team. Um, but it, the, the, to me, the biggest area of concern is with what I said about everything being a grind, if you fall out of the top four, you add another game you have to play in Nashville in the SEC tournament. Now, maybe you're a quick exit, and maybe it doesn't matter in the end, but if you do make a run, that's an extra game that you have to play, and it adds to your grind. And then what happens like in Nashville when everything is a grind, and now you're playing every day? So what what toll does that put on you on the back end? So I think that's the biggest thing. And all Vanderbilt helped Tennessee. I know Tennessee doesn't want to give Vanderbilt any credit, but Vanderbilt winning that game helped because if Auburn wins that game, Auburn is tied with Tennessee and Kentucky. Kentucky has a straight up tiebreaker over Tennessee with the two wins. 
but Tennessee has the tiebreaker over Auburn, but guess who they play in the last week? How many times has Bruce Pearl ruined things for Tennessee yeah. in the last week of the regular season or in the tournament? So, uh, and that's at, the at Auburn's place, too. Right, exactly. Vince, you said there is panic among the fans, but where are the expectations now? Are the expectations that this is still an Elite Eight Final Four team, or have the expectations changed because of this recent losing? Now, I'm not going to call it a streak, but um, a set of games here where they have not done so well. Yeah, they're two and four in their last six games. So it is, it, 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 you, use, you said the term, the stretch. Uh, we put a poll up on uh, on our website. Where how, do you expect the all basketball team to fare in the NCAA tournament? The most votes is second round, got 33%. Sweet 16, 30%, followed by Elite Eight with 20%, and very little for everything else. So, so I the, think the winner w- right now is win one game and they're done? Correct. Oof. Yeah, mm. and look, the I think the answer to your question, Justin, is the people that you hear from are the more skeptical ones. The people that you don't hear from, which let's be honest, is still a large percentage of our audiences. Mm. I think there's still some hope and uh, and belief that this team can win some games in the NCAA tournament, but I imagine there's the confidence level has dropped for, for some of them as well. The Sweet 16 is winning two games. Yeah. Uh, look, for that, it depends on who you get matched up with. And another problem is, and this adds to the grind, when you start slipping down the seed lines, you are now a higher candidate to get shipped far away, where when you're on a higher line, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt and and – be close to in where you get set in the NCAA tournament and in the regional. Louisville is going to be the closest region, the south region, for Tennessee. Who knows when they get shipped out west now because now you're just in the middle of, a, of the pack and they're trying to make the seed lines work and all that. So that could add not only to the travel grind, but then the fans not being able to, as many of them, get to see you in the tournament. So it's kind of a, a residual thing right now. And, and let me say this. One of the biggest problems with this team, in addition to not getting easy points, is I don't think they have a creator to go get a bucket when they need it. And they also, I don't think they call enough plays for their guys when things aren't running well in the motion offense. Everything is a grind. And so um, whether it's philosophy or whether it's not having trust in the players, that that's something that can hurt them because you need playmakers in the NCAA tournament creators. Okay, Vince, two more from me. You stole my thunder mm-hmm. a little bit when you mentioned the fact that Tennessee has only dropped one spot uh, in, the re- in the recent AP poll. Now, I understand this time of the year the AP poll doesn't carry as much weight as other times of the year. But honestly, how does a team who has only won two of their last uh, six games only drop one spot? In the AP, is that say more about them or more about the other teams around them? I think they got some credit for being the number one team in the country, yeah. so that was part of it. And then the other thing is there's plenty of other teams that are losing and flawed. You know, when you look at Tennessee's schedule, the, Tennessee, I believe, has five top 35 wins in the net. And, I mean, that's, that's really good, some of the teams they've beaten. But the problem is is that all their 
their losses are against sub top 35 net teams, including Vanderbilt, who was in the 90s going, uh, or at last check and may have changed today. But um, so that that's where they have an odd resume from that standpoint. How do you gauge it? How will the NCAA tournament gauge it? Will they give them more credit for the wins? Are they going to dock them more for the losses or the inconsistency? Uh, when you start putting them side by side, what's your difference maker? So it'll be interesting to see how people view them. And uh, and look, there's the, Arizona has a similar schedule. Arizona had some had some head scratching losses, but then they also have some really good wins and they're really talented. So again, it's not just Tennessee in that in that category, but they're hard to figure out, honestly. I want to switch to the women's side real quick, Vince, and just ask you about mm-hmm. Tennessee uh, and the, the Lady Vols and their matchup against uh, South Carolina. The Lady Vols have had a decent year here, uh, Vince. However, does South Carolina feel like just this unclimbable mountain uh, to the Lady Vols? Or do they really think they, they've got a chance here? Well, I thought South Carolina was untouchable, but apparently Ole Miss had some some secret sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> they got overtime. in there. I love ESPN's headline, by the way. The bottom line, they're like, despite <laughs> the close call for South Carolina against Ole Miss, South Carolina remains at number one in the women's poll. Are you serious? They're so <laughs> far ahead of everybody else. A close win might have dropped them out of number one. Stop it. So they're the best team. I've even asked uh, analysts, is this the Don Staley invitational when we get to the NCAA mm, tournament? And mm. um, I think it is. It'll be tough uh, against South Carolina, but it depends. Jordan Horston, when she's a distributor first and rebounding and assist and not turning it over, and Rakia Jackson's on her game offensively, that's a, as good a one-two punch as you're going to find in the country. But when Horston is having to try to take up the the scoring flag and she's turning the ball over and trying to do too much, then it bogs down in a domino effect. So, again, it depends on which Tennessee team you, you see. Uh, not the highest ranked, uh, but they, they've shown flashes of being pretty good. But, um, man, if they can pull that off against South Carolina – uh, that's going to send shockwaves, obviously, and I think would really change their seed line for the NCAA tournament. Uh, Vince, one more thing, and this is very quick. Can you help me understand the schedule? Like, why is Tennessee only playing the, on the women's side? Why is Tennessee only playing South Carolina once, and they're playing other teams twice? I, I don't. I guess I'm thinking about it with my football mind and not anything else. Like, what, what is what is going on with the with the schedule? Yeah, it's just it's the rotating on who they play twice versus once, and so uh, they they don't have South Carolina on the schedule. It, it varies. It does on the on the men's side for some of them. They're, they're permanent opponents, and I think there's I see. Let's see two rotators that, that as well. So that's that's the reason for it. It's just what the SEC does with their schedule. Okay, all right. Real quick, end on a baseball note. Baseball season. Began uh, in the conference. Vanderbilt was in Arlington, Texas, where the Rangers play. Tennessee yep. was in one of those invitationals as well. How did they fare this weekend? One and two. Lost to the two best teams that they not only played that weekend, but will play in any non-conference game. 
two teams that made the NCAA tournament last year, and Arizona, whose only loss was twice to Ole Miss, and we saw how good they were uh, in Coral Gables, and then Grand Canyon made it the tournament, and both of those two teams have first and second round draft picks, so really good teams. They lost those two games, close games, um, and then you know the the biggest thing with this team is they have they have all new position players, everyday position players, and they're still trying to figure out the outfield and some other things. Not as not as good defensively. They're going to have to improve in that area, but I, I'm not too worried. The problem is is that you're not going to really be challenged in non-conference at all. You're not going to be challenged really until the second week where they run through that gauntlet of top ten teams for five consecutive weeks. So you know go from not really knowing about this team, you know, if they start blowing teams out by 20 runs to this gauntlet of the elite of the elite. So it's going to be a while wins or losses where we truly know what, what's the makeup of this team. Yeah. Vanderbilt lost the first game on Friday to TCU. And I'm yeah. like, okay, TCU is good. Yeah. TCU yep. the next day beat the snot out of Arkansas, like 18 to five. I was like, Oh, right. I guess I guess this is the year for TCU athletics, right? <laughs> My yeah. goodness! Mm-hmm. <laughs> My goodness, yeah. Vinny, good Great. stuff as always. I know you uh, you got to jump on the airwaves there in Knoxville. Yep. Thanks for doing this as always. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, you guys do the same. Appreciate you as always. All right, that is Vince Ferrar, our man there in Knoxville, ninety nine one, the Sports Animal. We'll take a break. We'll come back with your phone calls six one five eight four four. 5,600 more of the McFarland Show next. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more. And calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. 
Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with Geico or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with Geico. Just ask your neighbors. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops with the new 2023 Aerojet Woods and Irons from Cobra Golf. The new Aerojet Woods are designed with a unique aerodynamic shape that delivers faster club head speeds for longer drives. And the new Aerojet Irons are made with hot face technology so every strike delivers more distance. Elevate your game by swinging into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit on the new Cobra Woods and Irons today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise unmatched service. This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. It's, so it's Miss Amy now for everybody, uh, right? Apparently it's, it's Miss, Miss Amy. Amy. It's Miss Amy, Miss Amy. I call her AAS. I call her owner. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Rand, the boss. You know what she is? She's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I, uh, she, Damn, uh, bro. She oh, she's she oh, she's a gangster. Uh, oh, she knows what she she's doing. a gangster. She knows what she's doing. Yep. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. Indeed you are. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you, big voice guy. The big voice. 615-844-5600. There used to be a guy in this town that has um, got his own show mm-hmm. that used to be my intern oh. at another place, and I called him Deep Voice Guy. Deep Voice that's Guy. What, that's the only thing he was known by. Nobody mm. knew who he was. Yes. And I just called him Deep Voice Guy, and that's how everybody referenced him. Okay. And now he has his own show. He's made a name for himself. And he's not Deep Voice Guy. Uh, I mean, in other ways. still got a good radio voice. He but, still has Deep but Voice. But he has a name. Yes. Yeah. Let's go to the phones, 844-5600. That's all we're going to say about that. And we'll leave it at that. Tony in Nolansville. Tony, what's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm sorry you're having work on this holiday, but appreciate the holiday. And I know you love your job. As Devlin just said, love my job. Love being here. We're just grinders, Tony. We're just grinders, man. Yes, you are. There's no doubt about it. No doubt. Um, great weekend for the Commodores in baseball. And of course with, uh, basketball, another nail biter, winning at the buzzer type thing. I mean, just, uh, as Clay had said earlier today, just going to ride the wave. Let's just see where it takes us. Um, it's fun right now anyway, and it's a lot funner than it was six weeks ago. So let's enjoy it. Well, if you know, that's what. Sports is all about, guys, peaks and valleys. The reality right is, the- as we talked about earlier in the show with Kevin Ingram, <laughs> their next two games, in fact, who would have thought this, right? Mm-hmm. They're not just winnable games. They should win them. Like, we would be surprised you're, if you're they don't win them. Caller, you're talking to a caller that said they'd win eight or ten games. Y'all remember that. Yeah, well, they're about to – they should – be, it should be seven in a row when that Florida game concludes on Saturday because they don't have their best player, and they've already gone to Gainesville and beaten Florida. They they should beat Florida at home without their best player. Right. And LSU, and, uh, like I don't, we don't even need to talk about that. Like, come on. True. Bad weekend 
for the governors at Austin P. By the way, that's what LSU looks like when you're not paying players. But anyway, I digress. What? Dang. Is that too soon? What? Too soon? Dang. What? Where did that come from? Well, I mean, the right. thing, right. I mean, it's coming out of nowhere. Like, we weren't talking about this nothing. Not we, all of a sudden, we just bring this I in. I didn't break news. That's That was in the news. Dropped this out the sky. And he's a Nashvilleian, too. Sorry. I like him. But, Jeez. you know. This Tony, continue. Continue, sir. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, Austin P. guys, what uh, an ugly ending. Tony, what's going uh, on, Last man? game in the Dunn Center, and Jeez. it looked like the first fight for MMA and uh, boxing. Okay, so, so. let's – in all seriousness, because you are – we've deemed you our Austin P. insider for good reason. You – you keep up with the program very well. You're insightful. Played you know what's going P. on. You yep. played there. And so we've established that in the five months we've been doing the show. So in all honesty, like the last week has not been good for Austin P. Athletics. When it started with the cheerleading yeah, squad, and then as you said Saturday, you play your last game ever in that historical gym, and that's how you end it? Yeah, you end with a win, but you really lost – PR-wise? Oh, it was ugly. And and the bad part about it, Darren, is the last bask, what was going to happen, y'all have seen it, there was going to be some showmanship. He was going to bounce the ball off the floor and go up and jam it home. And the Florida player, North Florida, I think mm-hmm. is who they were playing, yep. wasn't going to have no part of it. And it just escalated. And in the video, I noticed even Coach Scotty Walden, the, a lot of the football coaches, were intermingling trying to get it broke up. Oh, really? Because it was a good crowd. It was well, a good crowd. It went to the a wall. It started on the court, it but went it went all the way to the locker room. Down rooms. the hallway. Yes. Yeah, right. Down the tunnel. Yeah, down the tunnel. And I think this is a bad look, you know, and here they are in their first year in the A-Sun, and that just don't look good at all. And I think they're going to reap some uh, ramifications from that. I just think it's going to happen. Let, and it let, just did not look good at all. Let me ask you on the first but, one, though. And I'm not asking you to speculate. And if you don't know, don't know, or don't say anything, right? Because, I mean, I don't want you just throwing stuff on the wall. Right. But it's been very – I mean, Gerald Harrison has spoken on it publicly, but it's very, very generic. I get it. It's an investigation. But, I mean, do you have do you have any inkling I've of what's going on? i two things. I don't know if either are true. Of course, I heard it from a third party. Okay. And I just think there was some stuff that the cheerleaders and all of them got together and it got out of hand. I don't want to go into calling it uh, the H word. Okay. And H word being. Yep. But I think that. I just, I think there was some stuff there and I think there's more to it and the sad part is that's one of those stories that's going to have legs and keep growing i'm afraid if they don't address it yeah so but uh i do not know the whole actual stories to it and it's just the what i've been told it would not it sounds like it what it might be and i just hope it's not okay not that that's that's um, that's perfectly fine we've kind of Heard yeah. the same stuff. Mm-hmm. We yeah. haven't really yeah. said that on air, but that's kind of what. And I just was curious because, oh, by the way, I don't know if you heard Chris Stewart come on with us last Wednesday in Knoxville. He's the Alabama play-by-play voice for basketball, and I just right. flat out asked him, "Hey, how did Brandon oh, yeah. get to Tuscaloosa?" Brandon Miller, yeah. 
Yeah, Brandon Miller. And, I was, and he told us the same story that you told us. So Almost verbatim. So props to you. And you, I, you nailed it. And uh, thank you. And I actually, be honest with you, I thought I had a little bit more scoop to the story, telling him how when a coach would come to his house to be recruited, that he would tell him, let me show you my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, that was a story that I'd been told, and, and it was come from extremely reliable source, and uh, so I'm glad he was able to substantiate it and back it up. So, yeah, we didn't tell I'm him what you said. We we I just I'm wanted glad, to hear uh, from him. Yep, right. And I'm glad to break that on your show. Yeah, it, it, it was, was great, newsworthy, and on, on a fantastic show. And I'm going to drop another little bomb on you here. Okay. Did y'all see last week what the Florida? Uh, Senate, House Senate, and representatives, what bill they passed down in the state of Florida no. on what universities can do now pertaining to the NIL? No. No, I missed that. Nope. The NIL, the way it's set up now, students, the student athletes and all can get their NIL deals, so on and so forth, but the, the universities itself cannot go out and facilitate details for the student athletes Mm, the senate down in florida took it upon themselves and passed a bill that is now allowing universities to go out and facilitate deals nil deals for the student athletes you're saying they passed where the universities can the universities can now. Okay. The, okay. Today, yeah, the today they cannot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, but the bill that's going to be that's going to be passed, and when it goes into effect, the university can go out and find deals for players. Okay. Well, that, that's that's already happening well, that's, in a that's, few other states. I was going to say they're just catching up with everybody. I mean, most people yeah. are doing that already. That's what most states are doing. And the uh, the thing about it though is. You know, we talk about it. You know, this is one of those subjects, guys, that you just almost can't talk about it enough. Because every time you get in discussion with it, it seems to grow and and expand on to another area. Y'all have touched on it quite a bit. I think your callers have touched on it quite a bit. And it seems like we can still peck at it and peck at it and peck at it. And it seems like something else is a new, a new fester that shows up. It's unbelievable how this has escalated, and it all started from the governor of California want to pay student-athletes some money, have money to go out and do things like other students, and that's where we are today with it. It's unbelievable. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate so, it, as always. Have a great day. Joe, as always. Thank you. Uh, I think this actually started from Ed O'Bannon. I'm about to say, <laughs> it started in California, was, all right, but it was but at UCLA. It was Ed O'Bannon. O'Bannon. Who really yeah. started all this. In a federal courthouse. And it took a long, <laughs> long, yeah. long time to get to this point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, you're that, right. That's, uh, it's, that's where. It, the the O'Bannon where, brothers, actually, both of them, but yeah. As Jim Carrey said in, in Bruce Almighty, that's where the cookie really crumbled, right? Mm-hmm. Ed O'Bannon. Oh, yeah. Uh, that that case is what really got us to where we are today. That is correct. It it opened, in my view that is it's, correct. What well, it it beat down the door mm-hmm. and that just created you know everybody came through. He's the, so, the yeah. Kurt Flood of this yeah. whole thing. That's right. Let's go to Mike in Melrose. Mike, you're up next. Welcome in. 
Good afternoon. I'll go real quick. Uh, I, I hadn't heard the whole story behind Brandon Miller. I do know I uh, roughed a game with a, a guy a couple weeks ago who teaches at Cane Ridge, and he told me that Brandon was just going to go to the G League straight. He didn't want to go to college, and this guy that I work with, so he talked him into going somewhere to get an NIL package. So, Oh, okay. And, well, well, hey, that, uh, that's a little got, extra layer to it. That's go. good yeah. stuff. And he, Like I said, he teaches at Cane Ridge. Um, just got back from Texas, had a good trip down there, got to see uh, – all the games. I don't know if you saw the other scores, but TCU wind up losing to Missouri last night at extra innings, and then Arkansas, after getting thumped, they went and thumped Oklahoma State eighteen to one. Oh, oh. So, and a shout out to Lipscomb who beat Notre Dame two times. Yeah, yeah. Day. How about that? Say, say, Mike, what did you think of the the Rangers ballpark, the Globe Life Park? I was nice. I went down. I went down two years ago. You know, my dad hired Chuck Morgan, and they put him in the Hall of Fame. So I. I got to go down two years ago. Well, that was at so, that yeah. ballpark? That was at the new it one? It was. Okay. It was. And then they kept the old one, and yeah. they kept it, and they're actually playing an XFL That's where the game. XFL Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Right. At the old ballpark <laughs> at Arlington, yeah. And you got the Cowboys Stadium right beside it. So, yeah, it's, it's a neat little place to go. Yep, no doubt. Well, so tell us your thoughts on seeing Vanderbilt up close and personal. What did you think? I know they, well, they dropped the one on Friday, but bounced back with two wins Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I was worried after, you know, we lost our top two hitters, and then Friday we had five hits, and our second baseman had three of them. So I said, oh, boy, it could be a tough year for the bats. And then for the next two days, they just they just broke loose. And, of course, we got some help from Texas making all the errors, but we still hit the ball after that. So, uh, and, uh, you know, I, we our pitching staff's going to be pretty solid, so I just, just leave it to Corpse. We just reloads. Yep, sure does. Mm-hmm. He's done it for a long time. <laughs> so now they'll be home this one. week. Thank you, Mike. See ya. Yeah, I, I have not been to the new one. I've been to the old one many I times. Yeah. I haven't been to the new one, but they literally built it next door. Yeah. I don't understand what why they keep like, – like you know that, one, that structure, the old park. Yeah. It's not going to be there forever. Like I don't well. know why they're – teams or why they keep buildings up for a while and then they eventually tear them down like why why well, why is it up now because it's expensive to tear them down and tear them down to do what with it you have to find out what are you going to do with this property and is there something we can do with it as it stands um can it be repurposed you know that all those kinds of things are are part of it and then if you get into places like chicago and houston where maybe you can't tear it down. I know that's the problem they've got with Soldier Field right now. It's a historic landmark. I know. Well, they so they can't the, they can't level it if they want to. Justin, they did. The, that's not true though. They did the same thing with the old Tiger Stadium for a long time. Yeah. It was a historical landmark, and it just uh, guess what? It ain't there anymore. Yeah. Okay. So, how, uh, but how does that go away? I I am curious. I'm literally asking the question like when you deem something a historical landmark, why? 10, 15, 20 years later, can that go away and it disappear? It depends on – well, there's a couple of different factors. It depends on who it, who it belongs to. And, for instance, um, in Chicago, Soldier Field does not – belongs to the city of Chicago. It belongs to the Park District. Um, so, in order for them to level it, they would have to decide as a city, not some private person, but as a city, yeah, we're going to tear this down, and then they would have to go through the legal process to get that done. You know where it, that case – you know where that is in play right now? Where? Houston. Yeah, with the Astrodome. Astrodome's right? still yeah, up. With the Astrodome. And that's it's what I'm saying. It's a dump, but it's, it's still up. The city of Houston owns the thing. Yes. 
So now And they're in debt up to their eyeballs on it. Legion Field in Birmingham. Yeah. It's the same exact yep. thing. So now they've got it. It's old. There's really no use for it. But what are we going to do with it? Well, it's historic, yes. But is it useful? No. So we get, can we tear it down? Well, if we tear it down, what are we going to do with it? We're going to turn it into apartments? Like, what, what's happening here? Is it just going to be green space? I mean, what are we going to do? Parking? Maybe. I mean, Old Candlestick Park in San Francisco, uh, they turned that into... Uh, you know, just this parking lot essentially. Like, there's nothing there. You know, the the point or whatever they call it. Um, it's just empty space at this point. So no, it can stay there or it can go away. But it all depends on who who owns it. Is huge, which is what we are going through right now here in this very city. You know, the stadiums, the arenas, everything in town is owned and operated pretty much by the city of Nashville. So as long as they maintain ownership of it. Whatever happens to it will be up to the city ultimately. But if you have private people who own it, then they can do whatever they want with it. And then at that point, you're just at the mercy of whatever they decide to do it, do with it one way or the other. So we'll see. I mean, it's, but it is interesting though how certain things stay and other things disappear. Yeah. The, the Yankees owned old Yankee Stadium. They tore it down. They tore it down. Other ones, they tear down immediately if, when if they the build the city them. of New York... The new one's get, up and yeah. running, the other one goes away. If the if the community of the Bronx or whatever, the you know, that... If, well, that's what'll happen here. If they owned it... Right? Nissan will, the minute they open up the new one, that'll go away. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's getting a bulldozer. Absolutely. Yeah. No, the, no. They, they, Kaboom. The land is already spoken for. Absolutely. By the way, have you ever been to that area in Arlington? That, you know, where yes. we're Yes. Yes. The last time I went to a Rangers game, <laughs> we parked so far away... They have a lot of do. They have a lot of people on bicycles that you. They will take ah. you bicycle you to the car because they have like yeah. the sit down area. Sure, we had one of them bicycles. That was a, that was a first. You got horseback. Hey, too. you got. Hey, you got to work. It, in July, it's like ninety eight degrees. The two oh, yeah. of us back oh, to no, our no, car. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you're pedaling. All right, that'll do it for our show today. Have a great rest of your Earn Monday. It. Earn it. We'll talk to you tomorrow, two o'clock. See you then.